the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. As you're jumping on, share this broadcast today. We're going to get in uh, to, apparently now this is going to be part one, (laughs) of how you can gain victory over sickness and disease. And this is one of the most important subjects that we teach on, and, and the more that I The more that I travel, the more that I see people that are struggling daily with sickness and disease. I'm talking about God's people, um, Christian people that are struggling with sickness and disease. And it's not right. In fact, the the plan of redemption that Christ gave us is a plan to make us free completely, not only from sin, but also from sickness and from poverty. There's a delivering power that's in the redemption plan. That you shouldn't, just in the same way that you shouldn't have to struggle with sickness and disease, you should never have to struggle uh, with poverty. And in the same way you should never have to struggle with sin and live in bondage to sin, you should never have to struggle with sickness and disease. This is a package that God put together for his children through redemption to bring us freedom in every area of life. Uh, One of the one of my favorite verses of scripture found in first John chapter three and verse eight, the Bible says, and by the way, as we're doing uh, scriptures and verses and references and all that, put it in the comments section for those that will watch later. Cause there are people, there's a lot of people, by the way, that watch these on the replay. So, um, if I'm, if I'm listing references or scriptures, do me a favor and put them in the comments section. I really appreciate it. But in first John chapter three and verse eight, um, this verse says that the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So the main reason that Jesus came to the earth was to destroy the works of the devil, to destroy the works of the devil. The main reason that he lived a sinless life and that he was born of a virgin and that he died on the cross and that he was put in a tomb and that he was resurrected from the dead and ascended into heaven. The reason for that redemption plan was so that he could destroy the works of the devil. That's God's plan from the beginning, to destroy the works of the devil. And so Jesus spent his entire life in ministry destroying the works of the devil, anywhere he found it on the earth. In fact, this is one of the ways you can know for sure that God is not interested in seeing you sick or diseased is that every single time that Jesus encountered a person who was sick or diseased, he never told them, well, you know, I know you want me to pray for you, but this is my father's will for your life. You know, there's people that actually preach that sometimes sickness is God's will for someone's life. Sometimes disease is just God teaching you a lesson. And sometimes sickness and disease are, that's your story because God's trying to bring you closer to him or he's trying to teach you a lesson. But one thing that's very important to understand, if you read Hebrews chapter one, Hebrews chapter one tells us that Jesus Christ is the actual nature of God manifested in human form. And that's why Jesus was able to say things like this. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. If you've seen me, you've seen the father, which ticked people off that he would say that. But what he was trying to show them was there is a direct synchronization between me and the father in heaven. And let me, let me read this to you in the English standard version. This is Hebrews chapter one and verse three, Hebrews one and verse three, Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. 
Hebrews chapter one and verse three. This is so vital that you catch this today. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the radiance of the glory of God and he, and he is the exact imprint of God's nature. Okay. So let's start right there. Christ is the exact imprint of God's nature and character. I want you to put this in the comment section. Number one, Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. That's number one. You've got to, got to get this today because everything that we're going to teach about this subject revolves around this basic thought process that Jesus Christ is the divine nature of God made manifest. He is the exact imprint of God's nature and God's character. So the reason that's so important to understand is that we have a lot of, of stories and, and narrative about what Jesus did and how he operated in the gospels. So as you look at Jesus' life and how he operated in ministry, what he did on behalf of the kingdom, you can understand that it was God's exact nature being carried out on the earth. So number one, Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. Put it in the comments section. And so the reason I direct you to Hebrews 1.3 to see that is because now when I tell you that if what people say is true, if God really has a plan for some people to walk in sickness and disease, for some people to walk in, in uh, problems that bind their bodies or, or destroy their bodies, as some people teach, well, God's teaching them a lesson, God's, you know, God's punishing them, whatever it might be then we could we we would have to say that sometimes it is God's nature or desire to put sickness or disease on his children for those purposes but the problem with that thought is you have to gain all of your doctrinal belief system from what the bible actually says not from what somebody said it says but what it actually says and now we point to the picture of Jesus and his life and ministry any time Jesus met somebody who was suffering with sickness or with disease. There's never a time that Jesus spoke to them and said, well, you understand. I know you want me to pray for you, but really this is my father's desire for your life. This is my father's desire for your life. He wants you going through this right now. He actually planned this for your body so that you would understand his, his glory or his wrath or his punishment. God did this to you and for you to make you a better person. And so I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to ask my father to bring you healing because he's the one that put this upon you. No. You'll never find that in the Bible, not in the gospels. You'll not find it in the epistles because understand this every single time that Jesus encountered somebody who was sick or diseased, he treated sickness and disease like an enemy and he destroyed it and he cast it out and he brought healing and health to his children. He brought healing and health to his children. In fact, find me one place in the Gospels where somebody approached Jesus and said, would you please heal me? Would you please? I know you're able. Would you please heal me? And Jesus told them no. Show me one place in the Gospels where somebody was seeking a miracle and Jesus said, no, it's not for you. It's not for you. It's not for you. I'm not willing. God wants you this way. God wants you this way. Now, I want to I give you something that's interesting. Because there was a point, and I know my wife will bring us back to this when she's on with me. And I'll take questions at the end, by the way, guys, too, um, because I know you'll have questions. So Shanda, thank you for asking and others that are asking. Uh, but can you please save them for the end so I can get through the teaching today? And then I'll take them at the end of this broadcast and pray for healing as well. Um, but I want to I get this teaching out first to you guys. And, uh, and that is this, and I know my wife will talk more about it. A woman came to Jesus. This is one of the only times you could actually point to where you see it's like it, it almost was like, well, is Jesus going to do it or is he not going to do it? A woman came to Jesus who was not one of the Jewish people. She was actually a Gentile and she came to Jesus and she said, my daughter, there's a, there's a spirit that's attacking my daughter and uh, I need a miracle. I need you to heal my daughter. And Jesus answered this way, and this was a covenant answer, by the way. 
He said, uh, I, I, you know, healing being the children's bread. He said, I can't take what's, what's for the children of God. He was speaking about the Jewish people. He said, I can't take it from them and cast it to dogs. That's what he said to the woman because she was not one of God's uh, children as far as a Jewish born person. And he said, I can't take what belongs to God's children and, and give it to dogs. And she said with no pride in her heart, literally in, in complete humility and meekness, she said, yeah, but Lord, even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. That was her answer. And Jesus uh, recognized the faith of a Gentile woman and then sent healing immediately to her daughter. He never told her that her daughter uh, was sick or diseased or uh, uh, oppressed by a spirit because it was God's plan or it was God's design or it was God's nature. All Jesus was saying was that healing is something God gave to his chosen people, his children, the Jews. And he said, you're not Jewish. You're a Gentile. And even though she was not part of God's family, oh my goodness, you got to catch this because this is where Jesus was headed. This is the redemption plan. He was going to form a bridge between those that were born into God's family and those who had to come in by the spirit of adoption into God's family, the Gentiles. That's you and me if you weren't born Jewish. There was no way for us to become a part of God's family until Jesus died and shed his blood and became the door. He said, I am the door. And now because he is, we can come into God's family and these covenant benefits now belong to us because we came in through Christ. But what he was telling the woman was, you're not a part of, of God's family and this is a benefit for God's chosen people. And so now, I'm gonna, you, you, should I take their benefits and give it to someone that's not even a part of the family of God? But notice this, her faith in Jesus Christ gave her access to covenant benefits that weren't even hers and he said, your faith. And so understand this, her daughter got a miracle because of her faith in Christ. But there's nowhere in scripture where you can find a place where somebody needed a miracle and Jesus said, I'm sorry, it's not for you. God wants you this way. No, we're starting this broadcast by the understanding that God treats sickness and disease like an enemy because it is an enemy. It's an enemy of his plan for the human race. It is an enemy of his plan for the human race. So understand this. It's, it, it's so powerful to understand the way God created man. See, because the way God created man is his original intention for humankind. So when God created Adam and when God created Eve, he did not create them with sickness or disease in their body. So think of this. The Garden of Eden story was actually God's intention for humankind. He said, let us make man in our image and likeness and let's give them dominion. And so God gave them dominion, set them in the garden, and there was always more than enough. They always had plenty to eat. They always were supplied with everything they needed and much, much more. They never had to battle with sickness or disease. Notice this. All of these things came into the world when sin entered into the world. So sin is actually the, the doorway in which sickness and disease entered into the earth. Sin allowed sickness and disease to enter into the earth. And the curse of sin brought sickness and disease. But notice this. It was never God's plan or his desire for his people to ever experience sickness or disease. Do you know what sickness and disease really is? It is the devil's desire to destroy the temple of the Holy Ghost. I don't know, I don't know if you've ever heard it taught like this, but you've got to hear this today. Is that the devil is the one who wanted to be like God. And he said, I will be like the Most High. I will ascend to the heavens. I will sit on the throne. And he led a rebellion into heaven to take over God's position. And God ejected him with violent force from heaven. And Jesus even said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. God ejected him so hard that he fell from heaven. And then just to rub it in the devil's face, God said, let us make man in our image 
and in our likeness. And so the thing, my father has preached this for years, the thing that the devil has always wanted to be and he could never be, you now are a person who is made in the likeness and in the image of God Almighty. That's why that when God uh, created you, he created you in his image. And now when the devil looks at you, he hates you. He hates your body. He hates the image. He hates everything you are because you are what he wishes he could be. And so now the devil has tried to formulate a plan to destroy the image of God in men and women. He hates the fact that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He hates the fact that you carry God's uh, power and his purpose and his nature inside your physical body. He hates it. So what does he do? He works as hard as he can to destroy the image of God through sickness and disease and sin and poverty. He dis- he tries to destroy it. And that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to bring redemption's plan in full effect. And the blood of Jesus is the thing that brought us into freedom and into liberty and into power. Uh, that's why the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Sin cannot be taken away without the shedding of blood. And in the same way, sickness and disease could not be taken away without the shedding of blood and without the stripes Jesus took upon his back. And that's why the Bible tells us that if the rulers and the princes of this world, if they had known what they were doing, they would have never crucified our Lord. The Bible actually says that, that if they had known what they were doing, they would never have crucified our Lord. Why does the Bible say that? Because the devil's so foolish that he didn't even realize what he was doing when he tried to set that plan in motion to destroy Christ and understand that he thought all he had to do was remove Jesus from the earth and then the battle would be won. But the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the incorruptible seed of the word. He is the incorruptible seed. And anybody with any kind of brain knows that if you want to get rid of something you, uh, that, that is a weed or a plant, you don't plant it in the ground. You try to rip it out of the ground. But the, de- the devil was so foolish that he allowed Christ, the seed of the word, to be planted in the ground. And when that seed was planted into the ground, it now has produced a harvest around the world. The devil used to only have to deal with one Christ. But now how many Christians, if we were speaking liberally, you know, for for example, if we, in, in in the most liberal sense that there is, you know, if you included everybody that follows Christ around the world, 1.4 billion people call Jesus Lord around this world. 1.4 billion people call Jesus Lord. So you understand the devil only had to deal with one person when Jesus was on the earth, but then the seed was planted into the ground and a harvest has come back. And now 1.4 billion people call Jesus Lord around the world because of that harvest that Jesus death, burial and resurrection has produced. And now that's why the Bible says if the rulers of the princes of this world had known what they were doing, they would have never crucified our Lord. But the devil is an idiot. He's so foolish that he missed redemption's whole plan. And now he shot himself in the foot and it's over for him. It is completely over for him. Hallelujah. And now we're victorious through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are victorious. Hallelujah. If you're happy, I mean, I feel victory on that. If you're happy that you're victorious, put some emoji hands in the comments. Put them in. Hallelujah. Woo, glory, glory to God. Whew. Amen. Amen, Brian. They would have never crucified. I want to read that verse of scripture to you because it's, it's powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
Verse 8. <laughs> None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. So God has a blessing prepared for his children that no eye has seen, no ears heard, no heart has imagined. And the Bible says here that if they had known, the rulers of this age had known this, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. They would have never done it. The devil shot himself in the foot and Christ is victorious. And now my favorite, one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who always gives us the victory, hallelujah, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we're dealing in this series with how to gain victory over sickness and disease. But I wanted to start by showing you it is never God's desire. It is never God's nature that a person battles sickness and disease. Never, never. So don't ever, I mean, literally, from this broadcast forward, never again believe the lie that it is God's desire or nature for you to battle or suffer with sickness and disease or to go through something to make you stronger, whatever, whatever these foolish people teach because they don't understand the word of God. Don't ever again from this broadcast forward believe the lie that if you're ever struggling or battling something that's come against your physical body, it's because God sent it to either punish you, to make you stronger, or to understand his glory. He would never do it. In fact, if he did that, you would have to believe that God was in partnership with the devil because the devil is the author of anything that steals from you, kills you, or destroys you. John 10, 10, the Bible says that the thief comes for no other reason but to steal and to kill and to destroy. Sickness and disease are two elements that not only do they steal from you, that they will kill you and utterly destroy your life. They will kill you and utterly destroy your life. And obviously they steal from you. I mean, think about how sickness and disease operate in a person's life. Not only do they steal your health, they steal your peace and they steal your finances. Look at the medical bills that pile up for people. And now they're, they're not just killing the person, but now they're destroying their whole life. Because now after that person has been under medical care that they can't pay for and the medical bills are piling up, now their family is loaded down even after they die. Their family is loaded down to have to pay the debt of medical bills and all of the things that insurance would not cover. And the insurance company dropped them now. And so now everything's out of pocket and you've got expenses and they're trying to work with you. People are getting their money. Collectors are calling the house. And understand something, sickness and disease do not just steal from you and they don't just ultimately kill you, but they also destroy your family and destroy your life. Because they come in and begin to wreck everything in the house. That is not God's plan. Anybody, and I want to say this publicly, anybody that believes God uses sickness and disease has to believe that God is an uncaring and abusive heavenly father. Anybody who believes that lie, that foolish, demonic lie, has to believe that God is an abusive, uncaring heavenly father, an abusive, and he's not, he's not, he's the furthest thing from that. That's why I want you to turn with me to the gospel of Matthew chapter seven. God is the furthest thing from an abusive, uncaring heavenly father. He is a loving and a perfect heavenly father. And one of the things you need to get to is this thought that, you know, you're looking at me on the, on the broadcast today. I'm a father of three children and uh, I'm a very imperfect father. I'm a natural man. I am not God. I, I am not perfect like God in that way. I'm a natural man. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. But understand, I've made mistakes even in parenting. 
who has who hasn't made mistakes in parenting but i love my children beyond measure beyond measure i can't even imagine i can't even imagine one time seeing my daughters madeline or brooklyn or seeing my son teddy the 3rd make a mistake didn't clean their room when i told them to clean my room or clean their room or didn't uh you know, set the table when I asked them to set the table or didn't, you know, whatever it might be. I can't imagine seeing them uh, miss miss a, an instruction and, and have been disobedient to my word. And then me say to them, you know what? You were disobedient today. So today now, Madeline, now Brooklyn, because you've been disobedient to me, daddy is going to put cancer in your body because you've been disobedient and you need to be taught a lesson. And you need to be punished. And so today, I'm putting cancer cells in your body, Madeline Brooklyn. And I'm going, and they're going to metastasize through your entire being. They're going to eat you alive. Chemotherapy won't help you. You will waste away to nothing. And ultimately, you will die because of your disobedience. I, wouldn't, I can't even imagine. They could, I mean, you know, my, my kids are very obedient. But they could disobey every single thing I said for the rest of time. And I would never even imagine doing that. Not once would I imagine doing that. I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine it. And I'm not even a perfect heavenly father like our God is. <laughs> I'm just a natural father, not the heavenly father. And I would never, ever do it. Anybody that believes God sends these things upon his children to punish them or to bring them, <laughs> you have to believe that God is an abusive, uncaring, murderous heavenly father. He would be murderous because if, if it is him, he would have killed all these people with sickness and disease. All those that have died with sickness and disease, God would have been the one that killed them, even though he's a loving heavenly father. No, he does not send sickness and disease. Think of the, think of the other way people teach it. Well, you know, sometimes God does it to help us to depend more fully on him and make us stronger believers. Can you imagine how stupid of a thought that is? How absolutely stupid of a thought that is. Well, you know, God sends these, these things upon us so that we can depend more fully upon him and be stronger believers. Can you imagine me wanting my son, Teddy, to depend more fully on me as his father and say, you know, um, since you're my son, I, I do want you to depend on your dad. I do want you to depend on your father because I love you and I want you to trust me. I want you to trust that I know what's best for you. I want you to trust, you know, and I'm going to put a flesh-eating disease on your body. I'm going to put AIDS in your bloodstream. You know, can you imagine? I'm going to give you COPD. Uh, you know, it's like people are crazy. I'm going to give you multiple sclerosis and cerebral palsy. People are insane. That's not the God we serve. And Jesus actually made that point in the scripture. Jesus actually made that point in scripture in Matthew chapter seven, which is why I had you turn there. And this is what, this is what uh, Jesus taught. And it's important to understand it. <laughs> it's important to understand it. Listen to this. Matthew chapter seven, verses seven through 11. If you're putting it in the comments section, Matthew chapter seven, verses seven through 11. Listen to Jesus own words. To people, he said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Now, this is what I want you to get. Check this verses 9 through 11. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those that ask him? How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts, good things to those that ask him? And so here's the question. This, this is the question. He's, he's, just, he's just talking about natural gifts. He said, if your kids want dinner and they said, hey, I want a loaf of bread and a fish, do you give them a rock and a, and a serpent? No. 
And he said, you're imperfect. You're earthly, wicked, evil fathers, and you still give good gifts to your children. I want you to think about the fact that Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. We're, we're literally just about a month and a few days from Christmas. And when Christmas comes, there will be people all over this nation and around the world that will buy their children presents and gifts that are not even serving the Lord. Those people are not serving God. They're sinners, but they'll still bless their children with gifts. Think about that. They're not even saved and they'll give good gifts to their children. That's the point Jesus is making. You're earthly, wicked fathers, and you still know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those that ask him? And so I want you to understand healing is a good gift. Healing is a gift from heaven. If healing wasn't a gift, then Jesus would never have died so that he could give it to you. If it was God's desire for the, church, for the church, the body of Christ, those on the earth to walk in sickness and disease, he would have never allowed his only begotten son to go through torture and murder in order to purchase healing for your body. There'd be no point because God would have said, well, I don't want that for my children. I want sickness and disease for them. So there's no need for you to die, Jesus. No, he died. He took stripes upon his back, the Bible says. First Peter chapter two and verse 24, the Bible says that by whose stripes you were healed. Christ, he took, I want you to think about this. Jesus could have gone directly to the cross and died for your sicknesses or died for your sins and have never done anything but that. And you'd still be on your way to heaven. That was enough for you to be saved. He shed his blood on Calvary's cross and purchased salvation for every person. He took the punishment of sin upon his body and nailed it to the cross and was buried and resurrected and ascended into heaven. That was all that was needed for you to be saved. That was it. He purchased redemption. But isn't it interesting to you that Jesus did not just go straight to the cross? He did not just go straight to the cross. But what did he do? He took a pit stop on the way and took stripes upon his back. And the stripes that he took were for your healing. He took those stripes for your healing. He didn't have to do it, but he did it for a purpose. He did it because he wants you to be healed. Jesus took stripes. And God had him take stripes because he wants you to be healed. If you're watching this today and you're battling sickness and you're battling disease, understand with me, he wants you to be healed. He is not in a place where he desires you to suffer with sickness and disease. God does not want you to suffer with trouble and with addiction and with problems and calamity. That's not the story that he's created for your life. He wants you to be healed from sickness and disease. And that's the whole point of Jesus taking stripes upon his back so that by those stripes, you could be healed. By those stripes, thank you, Jesus, you could be healed. By those stripes, the stripes that he took upon his back, they should have been your stripes and they should have been mine. The crucifixion and the death should have been yours and it should have been mine, but Christ took it for you so that you could carry the blessings and benefits of redemption. And so we're dealing with this, but I want you to know, and I want you to understand in part one of this today, how you can gain victory over sickness and disease. You've got to understand with the foundation of knowledge that it is never, and I want you to write it in the comments in all capital letters, by the way, it is never God's desire for me to be sick. I want you to write that with your own hands, knowing that you'll never again think this way if you ever did in the past. It is never God's desire for me to be sick or diseased. It is never God's desire. Put it in the comments in all capital letters, <laughs> like a crazy ex-girlfriend texting a, a, an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> it is never God's desire for you to be sick, 
or diseased. And that's and the reason I want you to write this, I want this day to resonate in your heart for the rest of your life. If you've never been taught this, if you've never heard it this way before, I want today to resonate in your spirit so that you never forget it. It is never God's desire for me to be sick. All capital letters. It is never God's desire for me to be sick. Ever, ever, ever. That's right. Write it in. Mason, Marie, Lisa, Chris. That's it. Keep writing it. It is never God's desire. If a sickness or a disease ever comes against your body, it is always an attack of the devil and should be treated like an enemy. If sickness or disease ever tries to come against your body, it is an attack of the devil against your redemptive covenant and should be treated like an enemy when you deal with it. It should be treated. And notice this, Jesus always treated it like an enemy. He always, always treated it like an enemy. He never came across someone who was sick. And we're going to take questions in a moment. And I'm going to pray for you that are watching. We're going to come back and, and I'm going to deal with this again more this week. Because this is, a, this is a message that people must understand. They must hear it. God wants you to be healed. God wants you to be whole. He doesn't want sickness or disease to come into your body. But you've got to understand from the very, very beginning, it's never God's desire. Sickness is from the devil. Sickness is from the devil. Healing is from God. Health is from God. The devil doesn't give health and the devil doesn't give healing. Healing and health are from God. Sickness and disease are from the devil. And so I'm, I'm going to start by dealing with one thing today and then we're going to take questions and, and, and pray for you that are sick because I know there are people watching that you need a miracle and we're going to pray. But number one, we, we understand the nature of sickness and disease, but number two today, and this will be where, where I finish the teaching portion. Number two, faith is the avenue by which healing comes. Faith in God's word is the avenue through which healing comes. Now, I want to explain that because I know there's people that will ask, well, how can I be healed? You know, how can I get my miracle? How can I get? Understand this. Faith is the avenue through which we receive our miracles and healing. Faith in God's word. Faith in God's word. So I want you to catch this with me today. Faith is a subject that is compartmentalized, which means this, that you can have faith to be saved and have no faith to be healed. I'm going to say that again because this is so important and this is where many people miss it. You can have faith to be healed, but no faith to be prosperous. You can have faith to be saved and no faith to be healed. So faith is not just a generic substance that covers everything. No, it is not. Faith is specific. And faith is based upon the teaching of God's word. Go with me to Romans chapter 10. And I want you to catch this. This is so important. You can have faith to be saved and no faith to be healed. Faith to be saved and no faith to be healed. I'm going to prove it to you. Faith is compartmentalized. All faith comes through the hearing of God's word. Romans 10, 17, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear God's word taught and preached, you gain faith for whatever that person is teaching and preaching about. If they're preaching about salvation, then there's going to be a faith that comes to be saved or a conviction of sin and a, and a faith to be saved. If the person is preaching about healing, there's going to be a faith that comes to receive healing or to be healed. If they're preaching about prosperity and the blessing of God, there's going to be a faith that comes to be blessed and prosperous. If they're preaching about deliverance, there's going to be faith that comes to be delivered and set free. Understand that. So faith comes through the preaching and teaching of God's word. That's what Bible teaches. But now listen to this. 
This is very interesting. Verse 13 of Romans 10, listen to this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, here's, here's something so important. How, how, can they be, how can they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And then we jump to 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So understand this. In this context, it's speaking about salvation. How can they believe in a savior that they've never even heard about? So how does the faith for salvation come through the name of Jesus? Someone has to preach to that person the gospel of Christ. But the same is true with every benefit that comes from Christ. And I'll prove that to you in the book of Acts chapter 19. <clears throat> Bible says Paul went to Ephesus, which is in Turkey, and he encounters 12 men there. And, and if you want to study this later, it's Acts chapter 19 verses 1 through 7. And he encounters 12 men and he asks them a question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, what? We've not even heard that there is such a thing as the Holy Ghost. So understand this. They had never heard any teaching on the Holy Ghost or the baptism in the Holy Ghost. So when Paul asked them if they'd received it, it would have been impossible for them to receive it because they had no faith to receive it. And they had no faith to receive it because they'd never heard teaching on it. So this is number two today that you got to get. If you're going to walk in healing, number one, don't just understand that sickness is from God, uh, from the devil and healing is from God and God would never put sickness on you. That's one of the reasons, by the way, that people never get healed. If you miss that first point. They never, one of the reasons people never get healed is because they have a, a, an un, uncertainty about the nature of the sickness or the disease. Well, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it is God doing this to me. Maybe I don't deserve to be healed. You know, maybe he's teaching me something. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm an evil person. Maybe I, maybe I should have this. Maybe I should be going through this. And the devil uses those lies to make you believe that you should live in sickness and disease. And that's why I taught number one so strong. It is never from God. It's always from the devil. But number two, faith to be healed comes from hearing the word of God preached and taught on divine healing. You know, I hear people come to me and say, I'm trying to get healed. <clears throat> I've been listening to preaching all the time. Yeah, but have you been listening to preaching and teaching on divine healing? Because listen to me, <clears throat> you can listen to preaching as long as you want on prosperity and blessing, financial increase. It'll never bring healing into your body. Doesn't work that way. You can listen to preaching and teaching about salvation as long as you want. And unless they get into the covenant of healing through salvation, you'll never be healed or have faith to be healed. You can sit around and listen to teaching and preaching on uh, marriage relationships or how to have a better family relationship or family dynamic or how to have better work relationships or how to increase in your business or whatever. It's never going to bring healing to your body because faith comes by hearing, but you've got to be hearing the right thing that deals with what you're going through. If I want faith to be healed, I need faith about healing. I need God's word preached and taught to me about healing. And that's why we take the time. By the way, <clears throat> if you've never gotten it, we have a series that we, we put out called Why Are Christians Sick and How You Can Be Free? Five hours of teaching on how you can be free from sickness and disease. If you don't have it, go to miracleword.com and check it out. Five hours we took the time. I did a whole Miracle Word University class on divine healing and did another five hours of teaching so that you can understand <clears throat> how to walk in sickness and disease. So I want uh, free from sickness and disease. I want you to see this, that you've got to have the faith that comes through hearing the word of God on the subject of healing. If you want to be healed, let that preaching come into your spirit on the teaching of healing and health that's from God's divine power. If you're missing that, that's why I'm doing these broadcasts because people need to understand 
Jesus is a healer, not just a savior. He carries the power. He's already purchased divine healing and health for you and your family. And so understand this. One of the things I would prescribe for every person that's battling sickness and disease is to get your hands on teaching. And then there's plenty. You can go on YouTube and listen without ever having to stop. It's why we put out Miracle Word Radio, Miracle Word University, why we're putting out all these products so that you can understand you can be free from sickness and disease. But you've got to have a steady stream of a diet of the word of God flowing into your body, flowing into your body, flowing into your body. You know why? The word of God is a life-giving force. The word of God is alive, the Bible says. Did you know Jesus said in John 6, 63, and those of you that are watching, I want you to write it in the comments. God's word is alive. I want you to write that because this is so important that people get this. Put it in the comment section. God's word is alive. God's word is alive. Pop it in the comments. Because when it comes into your body, it comes in with healing virtue and begins to make you whole. Literally, the Bible says in Psalm 107 and verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. Sent his word and healed them. God's word is alive. Please put that in the comments. God's word is alive. That's John 6, 63. He said, the words that I give you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you hear teaching on healing, that living word is coming into your physical body and it is making you whole. He sent his word and it healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. God's word is alive. And so you need a steady diet of preaching and teaching on divine healing. A steady diet of preaching and teaching on divine healing. Let that thing penetrate your soul. Let it come into your physical body and make you alive. That is God's desire for your life. I'm going to pray for every person that's battling sickness and disease right now. And then we're going to take questions at the end of this broadcast today. And I'm coming back tomorrow with part two of how you can gain victory over sickness and disease. But let's pray for every person that's watching. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, for every person watching me today, they're battling sickness and disease in their physical body. I take authority over it in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you. that Jesus has already shed his blood so that we could be free from sickness and disease. I give you praise that you've already given us a redemptive covenant that brought us healing from sickness and disease. And so, Father, for every person that's writing in the comments section, Tanya, Angela, uh, uh, every person that's written in, Ashley, all those that are writing in with prayer requests, I'm asking you now that you would send a healing virtue into their friends, into their family, and into their body. Come into them today by the power of your spirit. We send the word of God as your word declares. He sent his word and it healed them. We take authority over every sickness, every disease, every wicked thing that's tried to set up in their body. J.D.'s son's ears. Father, we take authority over psoriasis. We take authority over every wicked thing. Touch them today. Make them whole. Lord, from this day forward, I thank you. They'll hold their testimony in their hand in Jesus' name. No evil thing will come near their dwelling place. Father, for Letty's father's knee, make him whole in Jesus' name. Make him whole by the power of God. And let us give you all the praise. We take authority over fibromyalgia in Jesus' name. We stand with Marie, Izzo's uncle, Every person, today's the day we declare healing belongs to them through the covenant. We send the power of God. We send the word. And Lord, we thank you that your word is making them whole. Your power is making them whole today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you and we give you all the praise that it is done and it is coming to pass quickly. And we will give you all the praise, Lord, all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you. And we give you glory. 
Amen. If you receive that prayer of faith, I want you to put it in the comments in all caps. Amen. I receive. <clears throat> You're watching. You receive that prayer of faith. Amen. I receive. The Bible says this. <clears throat> the Bible says, is there any sick among you? And we'll deal with this more tomorrow. Let them call upon the elders of the church who will anoint them with oil, lay their hands upon them, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. We just prayed the prayer of faith. We just prayed the prayer of faith. And now God's going to raise you up. God's going to raise you up. <clears throat> so I want you to write it in the comments. Amen. I receive it. Amen. I receive it. And we're going to, we're going to, in just a moment, take some questions regarding healing. But I want to encourage every person that's watching. I want you to sow a seed today by faith. Stand with me and Carolyn. As this year, 2019 is coming to an end, we're stepping out to do some of the largest things ever. Set yourself up for the greatest 2020 that you've ever had. How do you set yourself up for the greatest year you've ever had financially? By sowing seeds of faith. By sowing seeds of faith. By releasing something from your hand that God speaks to you to release in order to bring a harvest back to you that is coming, that God has planned for you to have. And that's why when the Lord speaks to you with an instruction about what you're to sow, then you have to release that thing by faith and obedience. And the Bible says in Isaiah 119, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Let me tell you what I see for you in 2020, what I'm believing God for, what I see for your family. That financial struggle is coming to an end in Jesus' name. And I want you to think about this with me for a moment. Think about 2020. If you have to, close your eyes unless you're driving a car. But imagine this. 2020 is the year that your financial struggles come to an end. If you have to close your eyes, close your eyes and imagine it. 2020 is a year where debts are canceled in Jesus' name. Credit card debts are canceled. Student loan debts are canceled. Even medical bills. I'm going to believe God supernaturally. Medical bills, as has happened for my family, my uncle Tiff, my my my, my family in the past, that the hospital calls say it is canceled. We're 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 canceling what you owe. <clears throat> we're canceling what you owe. How many believe twenty twenty is going to be the year? Financial freedom, financial freedom is coming to you. Debts canceled, burdens lifted. Imagine what it'll feel like. Thank you, Brian and Nicole. Imagine what it'll feel like when you're walking in complete freedom, no debt hanging around your neck, cars paid off, no more payments, literally not having a fight with your husband or wife about what's happening with the money. We shouldn't have spent that. Why did you spend that? Why did you use that card? Why are you doing that? I told you we weren't doing that anymore. Why? why you, you didn't check to see. How could you let those things come out? We, we weren't supposed to have any monthly chart. Imagine the peace that's going to be in your house with no more struggles, with no more weight and burden of financial stress around your neck. How do you walk in to that kind of a blessing? How do you walk into that kind of an increase? You walk into it by releasing a seed into the kingdom of God. You By releasing the seed that God speaks to you to release and set yourself up. We prophesied that uh, the end of 2019 is going to be an on-ramp. Just look at, look at the testimony from Brian Nicole. Just happened in their church. $3,500 of debt erased immediately a couple of weeks ago. I think it was last year that Brian and Nicole at their church in North Carolina had over $980,000 of debt for the people in the church completely erased by the power of God. God doesn't love them more than he loves you. He'll do the same for you. How does it come? Through obedience to an instruction from the Holy Spirit. So I want you to take a step of faith today and sow a seed by faith. Sow a seed by faith. There's instructions on the screen. You can sow a seed at miracleword.com and you can do it right on the website. If you'd like to partner with us, there's a partner tab. You can click the partner tab and join us every single month partnering, sowing a seed monthly. You can give by PayPal. The information's there on the screen. Uh, we're changing the cash app name. So Cash App is down right now, but it's, it'll be back soon. And then hashtag donate right in the comments section. Uh, if you're on Periscope or Facebook, you can sew by putting hashtag donate right in the comments section. That's amazing, Mark. 
$30,000 of debt gone in one month. Thank you, Ashley. Sow, sow that seed and do what the Lord's asked you to do. God bless you, Ashley. Thank you, Brian. Those of you that are sowing, we love you. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can give by the website or by PayPal. And we say thank you ahead of time. Carolyn and I love you. I want to take some questions at the end of the broadcast today from those that, those that are watching. And uh, maybe you had some questions about what we taught today. Uh, what I taught, I'm the only one in. Carolyn's not here today. <laughs> She'll be back with me. But maybe you had questions about uh, how we taught it, what we taught, or just questions in, in general about healing, uh, sickness, disease, divine healing. I want to give you a few minutes here at the end of the broadcast to to, an, to answer those, if I can, from the Word of God and uh, to help you. Angela's asking, what's the name of the Healing CD teaching series? It's called, Why Are Christians Sick and How You Can Be Free? Why Are Christians Sick, Angela, is the name of the album. Shanda said, I was talking to somebody dealing with sickness due to addiction. They believe it's too late for God to heal them because they've done the damage to themselves. That's not true, Shanda. It's never too late. I've seen, you know how many people I've seen that uh, that have been healed from things that they were, you know, people say, well, I can't be healed of this cancer because, you know, I smoked all those years and now I have lung cancer. God's not going to heal me because I did it to myself. That's a lie. If God never helped us uh, from things we got ourselves into, we would never get any help from heaven. <laughs> I mean, we'd never get any help from heaven. That's not true. It's not too late, Shanda. It's not too late. <laughs> Charlie said, some, people, some think God knew we were going to sin and Jesus was just a backup plan. If God knows everything, how come he regretted us at one point is a common question that we hear. Uh, because God gave, us, God gave us free will, you know. God gave us free will. And, and people aren't forced to do uh, what they do. People make decisions and choices. And you, you can make choices that upset God. That's why the Bible talks about the fact that we shouldn't grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the New Testament teaches that to the Thessalonian church. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't despise prophesyings. You know, don't quench the, the gifts of the Spirit. You can make decisions that upset God. You can make, make decisions that disappoint God and make him sad and make him angry. God's a person with feelings, you know. And so uh, God, there's times in the past that people made decisions and chose to live in a rebellious manner that made God sad and made him uh, regret his, his decision to create them. Not because he didn't know what we were going to do. He knew it. But understand, sin still upsets God whether he knew it was coming or not. It's never too late. Kate said, I believe in healing, but why does it take so long? How long does it take? doesn't always take long. And maybe that the, there's a reason that it's taking long for some. Maybe it's because of the fact of what I taught today. It could be the way people believe. You know, there are things that you can believe that can delay what God has planned for your life. That's why it's so important what you believe and where you go to church. Because the wrong thinking, wrong teaching, wrong belief system will keep you out of the blessings of God. So God loves you, Kate. He doesn't want your healing to take a long time. All of the people that Jesus healed, he healed instantly with the exception of one man uh, who was blind and Jesus prayed twice for him. But it always says from that hour, they, they were made whole. Smoked weed after my divorce for three years to help my anxiety, participate one week with the rabbi Ted Jr. Help me, praise God. Amen, Letty. What a phenomenal testimony that is. No more anxiety medicine in one week. Praise God, Letty. It's never too late. So all that stuff stopped immediately, huh? Up at Crossroads, Letty? That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm believing with you, Christopher. I'm standing with you. That it'll come to pass quickly. Taya, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about, you know, I, I don't ever focus on the issues. Taya's saying, for those of you that are listening, maybe you're listening on the podcast or maybe you're watching uh, later. Ty is saying, you know, I need to search for myself to see why I've been sick for so long. I, what I, I never go back to the past and try to solve why. Why is this going on in my life? I move into the future, which is God has a plan for my healing. God has a plan for my deliverance. What can I do now to acquire 
the blessing or the benefit that God has set aside for me. Because you can get caught up and, and get into all this stuff trying to look into the past and try to figure out why is this happening. And there's even people that have gotten off doctrinally that have, that have gotten into this whole doctrine of, you know, going into your past and uh, uh, tr- time traveling back to, to where the issue began and saw it. No, start now, believe the power and promise of God and walk into the blessing God has planned for you. And Taya, the Lord loves you and his healing is planned for you. Mark, you keep on believing. You don't let your faith uh, dip or get weak because you've been believing. You stay with it, man. God has a plan to heal you and he will heal you in Jesus' name. Amen? That's wonderful, Letty. What a great idea. She said, I promised God to give every penny I ever spent on weed and medicine. Uh, she, she said, I'm gonna give it to the church. And God set her free. That's wonderful. Peaceful sleep every single night. Wonderful. What a test. Letty, would you do me a favor? Write that whole testimony out and, and send it to us at info at miracleword.com info at miracleword.com rob's on um youtube and he's asking uh who do you listen to or recommend to listen to in order to build your faith in areas of healing or finance etc you know some of the greatest healing ministers that ever uh lived their messages are on youtube and i love it you can go and listen to tl osborne messages you can listen to a.a allen messages rw shambach messages kenneth hagan messages those are some of the men right there that I would start with and listen to everything they've got uh, on healing and deliverance. And uh, and for finance, great, there's great, great teaching by people like uh, Bill Winston and, and Bishop David Oyedepo. And I mean, there's, there's so many wonderful guys uh, that you could listen to that have... Uh, uh, revelation on that on those subjects, but uh, man, get everything they've got, Rob, and just and just devour it, man, devour it. Sarah's asking, what do you do when you don't see a healing manifest for someone you prayed for over healing? Uh, you don't doubt it because see, the Bible says that we believe we receive not when we see the answer, but we believe we receive when we pray. The Bible says we believe we receive when we pray. Uh, and the Bible says that in Mark chapter 11, by the way, verses 22 through 24, that says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. So we desire, we, whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe you receive them. Not when we get it, believe you receive them, but when we pray. So you, what, what you do, Sarah, is after you've prayed for somebody to receive healing, and now what you go into is begin to thank God that it's done. And you spend time praising and thanking God that it's done. Amen. That's right. Jehovah Rapha is the great physician. He's done it before and he'll do it again. Hey, John, good to see you, buddy. Any other questions you have today before we go? We're going to come back tomorrow morning. Don't forget, 10.30 a.m. We're going to continue with this teaching. I have more things to tell you about this, and it's so vital. My wife's going to join me. Um, she loves this subject. It's it's the thing God has put in her spirit uh, like a burning, uh, literally, she has like a burning desire to see people healed and delivered from sickness and disease. And so she's going to join me. We're going to continue uh, on how to have victory over sickness and disease. Don't forget if you haven't signed up yet to receive the magazine, it's out and available, and you can get it at miracleword.com. Click on the picture of the magazine. It'll take you to a place where you can sign up and receive it. And then also, don't forget miraclewordkids.com. We have a Bible reading plan going on through the entire month of November for your children. It's not too late to jump in. Jump in with us. And, uh, and it's going to be awesome. We're going we're gonna to bless your kids. we got some stuff coming up to really bless your kids too uh, right, before, right before Christmas comes. What does this say? I was given a diagnosis. Stop the medicine. Believe for healing. Symptoms were gone. Now they're back and painful. Fully for healing. No questions. He's healed me. You keep believing. Keep on believing, Brittany. Don't give up on God. Don't stop believing his word. Continue to not only confess your healing, but continue to praise and thank God that it's already done. That's right, AJ. Healing the sick by Dr. T.L. Osborne, one of the best teachings that that it really is. It was a, it's a collection of books he wrote over time on healing that they, they combined into one big book. Healing the sick is phenomenal. And if you haven't got that, Rob, I would encourage you to buy that book on um, Kindle or iBooks or 
uh, even on Amazon.com. It's a phenomenal book. I highly recommend it. Amen. Yep, we will pray. Thank you, John. Praise the Lord. We love you guys, man. I want to say thanks for joining me today and hanging out with me. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. And I'm looking forward to the testimonies. Oh, by the way, uh, we sent an email out last week. And um, I want to know what you're believing for for 2020. So if you don't receive our emails, we send them out weekly. Uh, But I am going to be doing a special prayer service um, in the month, this month of November. And um, I want to hear, and this is, this is why I say this. I want to hear from you guys and I want you to send me in an email what it is you guys are believing for in your family, your ministry, your business for the year of 2020. And um, the reason I say that is because we're going to be having a special uh, prayer service on Wednesday, November the 27th uh, at 1030, our normal time, Wednesday, November the 27th at 1030 a.m. Uh, I want to have your 2020 vision in hand uh, to pray over all the things that you guys are believing for and join my faith with you in that special prayer service. Uh, question here, how to subscribe for email subscription. Go to miracleword.com forward slash live and fill out the form miracleword.com forward slash live and you can sign up right there to receive the emails every single week and uh, the email address is info at miracleword.com info at miracleword.com I want you guys to send me what you're believing for, your vision for 2020. And then on that special prayer service, uh, we're going to pray. I'm going to print them out. I want to have them in hand. I want to join my faith with you and your family. November the 27th, that's a Wednesday morning, 1030 a.m. And we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God to quickly bring it to pass for 2020. And I'm going to ask the Lord. I'm going to ask the Lord that whatever goals you've set, whatever you're believing for, that before the year even comes to halfway through in 2020, June 30th, that all of your goals will be completed supernaturally and that you'll have to re-strategize for the second half of the year. I'm going to ask God to expedite his plan and purpose for your life and let it quickly come to pass. So you do not want to miss that special prayer service, November the 27th. That's a Wednesday morning, 1030 a.m. It's going to be powerful. I believe that's, isn't that the day, that's the day right before Thanksgiving, I believe, if my my days are right. But you're not going to want to miss it. So I want to hear from you. Uh, If you got that email in your inbox, then reply to it. Uh, If not, you can send that email to info at miracleword.com. In the subject line, put Vision 2020. Vision 2020. And I want to pray with you and stand with you and believe God with you guys. I really, really love you and appreciate you. And uh, I will see you again tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Have a powerful day, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.